Hi, I'm Josh. I'll be playing Grex, the Goblin College of Lore Bard. Hi, my name is Sammy. I will be playing Miss Little, Mark of the Scribing Gnome, uh, Order of the Scribe Wizard. Hi, I'm Michael. I'll be playing Khan, the Fire Ganassi Wildfire Druid. Hi, I'm Courtney, and I'm going to be playing Jin, the Elven Swashbuckler Rogue. And I'm Jake. I'll be playing Ezra Hightower, the Protector Ace of Mar, Oath of Glory Paladin. And my name is Shane Rachels, and I'll be your Dungeon Master. Hello, everybody, and welcome back one and all to Terra, our very first season here on Unnatural One. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Shane Rachels, and I'm once again joined at the table by five very afraid friends as we continue the adventures <laughs> in Cameresca. We start the nervous laughter now. <laughs> afraid is accurate. Friends is it's, becoming less. It's the, less. the question is, how long will they role play to avoid continuing? <laughs> as long as Cameresca. we feel necessary. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I need um, in-depth descriptions of every leaf around us. Black. <laughs> I can do that. That's that's mm. solid, waxy black. And what about that one? Uh, I, I mean, Succulent. identical. Mm. And that one? Vein. Uh, identical, but there's a little gray vein in it. Mm. Yeah. And that one? That one. That, that one's dead. Oh. So are you procrastinating the episode, or are you procrastinating your I'm recap? I'm going away. I'm just being, I'm just being <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, so we're going to jump right yeah. into the game um, after a quick recap from Josh. Uh, why don't you tell us what happened in our last episode? Uh, so in the last episode, for those of you who uh, have short-term memory loss, uh, or are me, we... Um, what do we do? Do you remember what no. happened? In this? <laughs> uh, we headed out. We went to Camaresca. Yeah, yeah. We, we we finally headed out to uh, Camaresca to deal with um, the scroll and everything. Um, we made it through the forest. We had a couple of, of hiccups, mainly because Jen. Um, but up, uh, but we made it to Camaresca, and while exploring the city of Camaresca, we found. This really weird plant thing that ate people. I think we called it the body snatcher. Um, Close enough. Flower. Uh, body taker flower. Body taker plant. Body taker plant. Yeah. So um, it's the QAnon plant. Um, and uh, we got tooken. We got tooken. Um, tooketh. Tooketh. Uh, <laughs> a displacer beast showed up. Um, <laughs> it was very displaced. It, it, it was kind of like out of nowhere. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we we fought, we survived, we won, um, and once again, Grex took no damage and uh, is furthering his belief that we are nigh unstoppable. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. You forgot Did you about take the no ominous? damage when you got grabbed? No damage. Huh. He was fixing to take 46. I was a, oh, but he I didn't was, actually get grabbed. I was fixing to take some damage, and I said, nah. <laughs> um, did you forget about the ominous laughter at the end? Nope. Oh. Wait, wait there was ominous laughter? Yeah, there was, like, laughter. Yeah, uh, I think or it was screaming. A, it was like a screaming. Screech. Sorry. It was screaming, screech. not yeah. laughter. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was reading your mind instead really of, like, what yeah. you said. You were yeah, trying really, really to speak loud Shane. Really loud and echoing yeah. screech yeah. throughout the city and yeah. stuff. Because you yeah, only speak Josh, and he doesn't yeah. go by Josh. Yeah, we probed yeah, Shane's that's, thoughts that's and heard, ha, 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 it, well, actually, inside my head, it's more just like Skeletor. <laughs> I figured it'd be like clowns, like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in, in mine, it's 1997's Backstreet Boys. 
Yeah. All right. So, Ow. so we pick up with you guys still in the city of Kemereska proper. <coughs> there are stone ruins and statues and what look like uh, topiary displays of elegance. Now destroyed. Now fallen from their their posts and plaques. Now um, crumbled and crashed around you. These long vines and mushrooms and dead plant matter and gross-looking black plants grow on top of everything. And um, you see this absolutely gigantic tree off in the distance. You know that's going to be your final goal here, but what do? So if I'm not mistaken, uh, Grex is near Ezra at the moment. Um, I think everybody is grouped up except for Kand, who was quite a distance away at the time. Yeah, I remember I was making... He was still grabbed. Yeah, I remember Grex was making their way towards uh, <laughs> towards Ezra uh, when we hit the Splicer Beast and stuff. So I don't think I'd quite gotten there yet. Um, after a momentary pause of like, okay, nothing else is coming after us. Uh, I'm going to go back to where the uh, body taker plant was and see if I can find uh, the remains of whichever dice I pulled from the box. I think it was four. Also, as, just as a general note, I don't think we dealt with that plant, so we just got far enough away from it. That no, it it no, 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 we it's killed dead. it. No, it, it, yeah, it died. It killed it. Yeah, we killed it before the Displacer Beast. I yeah. thought everybody was just ignoring it and was focusing <laughs> no. the Displacer Beast. We'll, we'll deal with you later. Yeah. Wait. Legit did not know we killed that. Cool, that's great. <laughs> no, yeah. it's dead. Yeah, you, guys, you guys did manage to... Uh, <laughs> to take care of it so um <clears throat> give me a you can use nature or perception everyone oh uh perception. no just correct. oh okay i forgot you asked to terrible. do something uh 16 uh 16 so the most obvious place to look right is inside the big bowl that makes the uh, the main bulk of the creature up and stuff right and so you go to look inside and you see uh, like you pull a cart you know some of the leaves and stuff and when you do it's just this acid that comes pouring out of it you can hear it sizzling as it hits the ground you can hear it you see it start to dissolve bits of of rock and stuff and uh bits of other plant matter and stuff that's on the ground um but you don't find anything uh, yeah, just for a few minutes, continue kind of searching around that area, um, fraughtlessly. Um, just after a minute, I'll pull the, the box out and take a look inside, um, to figure out which one, uh, I actually pulled out, because I wasn't looking when I did it. Um, I think we rolled a d6, and it was like a four, um, so that was Pips, Pip Pip, Pippers, Pippin, Pippin. Now, Mary and Pippin was going to be the last two if we ever got there. Pippers. Was it? Wait, I thought Pippers was. Hang on. Pip Pip is six. Or Pips is six. Pip Pip. Pip Pip is five. Pippers is four. So, yes. That's what Pippers. I'm just... Thank you. You're, no, I'm. You're, you're fantastic. Um, <laughs> then he'll just kind of have a, a few moments of, of like silent, like, thought, trying to figure out. He thought he had a plan and it didn't work. Just oh. kicking himself a little bit. You guys watch Grex kind of 
tear open this plant and start looking around. I don't know if anybody saw exactly what happened, um, considering he was all the way up near the plant. You guys were at least a good distance away at that point. He's busy being grappled. Yeah. But um, if you don't find anything. Grex, you good? Hey, buddy. Hey, yeah. Um, that looks like it might hurt. Uh, is that fucking acid? It's like steaming and shit. No, that's it's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's like stomach acid or or not well, stomach. Be careful. Acid. What are you looking for? Oh, um. Hey, Nissa. Huh? What? Yes. Who all did you tell about Pips? Um, Khan oh. knew. Well, yeah, Khan, Khan knew. Khan, Khan had seen some shit. Uh, <laughs> I think I might have told Jen. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I have this weird dice thing. Um, I think we had a weird talk about it, like, or some weird shit about it. But yeah, you had a pet thing. Yeah. Um. Well, it's multiplying. Um. The fuck? What? Yeah. I got pips. They're multiplying. Anyway, Please so, stop. Um. Basically, I, I I don't know. I like I feed it and then I put it back in the box and then like several sessions later, I mean days later, another dice in the box is activated. Um, they seem to be like alive, um, and I know they like take blood and it kind of hurts and it could kill you. Khan has helped with that a couple times. Yeah, I've seen um, them die. What? So I was thinking okay, maybe. Then. I could, like, D &D <laughs> I could like simtech this bitch onto the thing and it would like uh, yeah, I, was, I was curious about this too I was just like kind of like clay explosive um, but so I was thinking that uh, now you gotta figure out how to make simtech you know how to make those because I got mold earth I mean <laughs> uh, so yeah so like I was just thinking like maybe if I just like stuck it on it it would like cause like continual damage or something um and I think I lost one did you look in the last place you had it yeah it was there <laughs> oh yeah I don't think it made it um so I'm gonna have to kill you again Describe this die for me. It's white and it has all black pips except for the one which is a red pip. Feels very uh like 2006 1X of you. Um, so Ezra has no idea about dicing. He's not a gambler in any way. But just by holding this die, you can tell it dies weighted and it will always land on a one. Ooh. <laughs> uh, why do you have it anyway? Um, so I don't know. I have this one. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. So anyway, it, it's like I'm I'm cool. I don't have a terrible connection, like emotional connection anyway, to um, these die. You sure it didn't hurt their feelings? Um, the box is closed. They can't hear me. Um, I don't know which. I don't know which works. one of the pips is their ears. Um, but anyway, I know they're not all eyes. What if so, the eyes are ears? Please stop. We're what? in a creepy ass area and you are making this weirder. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like ears blanking. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hate that. 
<clears throat> so I have to describe some pretty terrible creatures, and that was the one that made me go, eh. Yeah, because like, you have to figure out, like, how does it play? Anyway, so. Just be like. <laughs> Body horror, the episode. Um, we'll get there. So. What? Uh, I'm just going to open up the box, put the weighted uh, die in there. I'll probably shuffle them around so that it, I, I can put the what was the one in the fourth place and then put the new one in there. Give me a um, red sticking roll up. Roll me a d20. Just no. No no bonuses, no modifiers, just, just a d20. Because I'm curious. Okay, so I made a joke about Shane the other day and apparently he's still upset about it. I don't know. What? <laughs> just went... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out the dice are different size. There's only enough for the six in here, and you go to put the one in there, and it's like too big. It won't quite jam into the space. Gonna spit on it. Okay, so I'll just close the box. I'll leave the the one space open for now, um, and I'll just put the the way to die in like a different pocket. Um, I'm going to stand up, kind of brush off my knees. All right, so you guys heard that scream, right? Yes. Is it still screaming? No. Or, like, it was no. just the one? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long it's been since it went off. Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> you Not Tarzan, like George of the Jungle. Like, there yeah, was a tree that, that yeah. was, that, was, <laughs> that was definitely a George of the Jungle. <laughs> like, we, you are in the forest, okay? I mean... <laughs> Uh, so Academy, right? You guys, you guys hear a random thump somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he now of, canon? Of all the things you make. Easy canon. Bake Ovens and George of the Jungle. And, and the Wizard of Oz. And the Wizard of Oz. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> so, and Shrek. do we want to, do we want to like go straight after that thing? Is anybody hurt? <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm not here to I'm help just anybody. My hand. <laughs> How badly are you hurt? I'm here to get a scroll. Um, on a scale of one supposed to, to ten, living describe people. your ouchies. On a scale of one to thirty-nine, I'm at nineteen. Oh, okay, that's pretty ouchy. <laughs> a little bit. That is pretty ouchy. It's <laughs> such a specific scale. <laughs> I wonder why. One to ten, I'm a nine. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and pop one of these. Like, couldn't we just take like a breather? Instead of expending resources. Do we want to stay where the mushrooms stay? are going to come after us? I think any breaks our we sleep? take, we should probably try to take on the ship. Okay, we'll call Leo. He can. can't get in here. How's the thing? I mean, About yeah. 24. That, that should do it. I'm back up to full health. Thank you. Do you also need healing? I'm okay right now. I'm I guess I'm, I'm well. like a, I'm a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'm 9 out of 10. I'm, I'm okay right now. So take a quick kind of inventory. We're all doing okay. Yeah. Health-wise. We all still have pretty much most of our magical abilities and various other things. Yeah. Whatever the weird shit was that, like, was hurting like crazy stopped, so. Um, I got six spell slots. We gotta go to the academy, right? That, that big ass tree right there that goes to nowhere. I think that's where Nayland's journal said, right, Nissa? I have nine. What? I'm sorry. Uh, Nayland's journal said the academy is where the yes, item. That's where his lab was, which is where the item should be. 
Some of us haven't so. been able to cast cantrips to get through combat. I cast them, but they didn't work out very well. Motherfucker, you have a sickle. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a short sword and a crossbow. Plus one sickle. Hey, you've got wild you've got wild shapes. But I have a negative one to my attack modifier. <laughs> so it just breaks even with the sickle. Roll good. <laughs> oh, that's that's cute. <laughs> said, Roll good. Yeah, because I want to say the only time that Ezra got hit was when I did sword burst and it did nothing to the, to the displacer piece. You hurt me more you than the enemies have here. I'm sorry. It's I okay. appreciate your uh, effort there. I'm really sorry. It hasn't gone unnoticed. You were you were not supposed to be Just right keep there. Keep that in mind. It. Couldn't help but notice. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. In that sword burst. <clears throat> Yeah, there was. You just weren't paying attention. I was being dragged. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> All right. So, academy is the academy also the area that the scream is coming from? I was gonna say, can we try to pick out a direction that it was coming from? I know it's been a minute, but give me a perception check, or or a history check. I guess. Uh, I'm gonna do history because I have a lot better in that. Yeah. Oh, that's sure. still not good. It's twelve. All right, twelve. I mean, it, it echoed a lot, really. Yeah, um, I figured as much. All right, so we, I, I assume we're going to begin heading to the academy. I would that, hope so, yeah. That's the only I mean, place we, know we need to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're still the leader, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. yeah. Halloran's back on the ship. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild couple of days. It, it has been. How was prison? That was great. Saw some friends. That's not what I've heard. <laughs> Saw some friends. Made some new ones. Killed a guy, you know. Well, yeah. um, we could have so, left you there since you liked it so much. So I mean, translation, you translation, you were somebody's bitch. What? What? I think that's just the way you run the library. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> the library is closer to a prison now. So, <clears throat> you guys don't um, have sex in the library, and I won't be pissed off at you. Fuck. Kind of like the prison. Same thing they say about prison. Yeah. <laughs> So, you guys start to make your way through these ruins, through this dead plant matter and all these gross mushrooms and so on and so forth. You're, you're keeping an eye out, you're glancing around, looking behind the edges of walls, and you start to move towards this absolutely massive tree um, that you can see in the distance. Total fucking unit of a tree. You You look at it and you think... Okay, it's like it's got to be just like a couple miles off, right? So you travel for about an hour. You look at it and you think, oh, we got to be we getting real close now. It's got to be just around this next corner or something, right? And you travel for another hour. And you think to yourself, ah, oh, it's, it's real close now. And then you travel for another hour. Is this some Feywild bullshit? It's a perception trick. We didn't roll for that. He picked history. <laughs> And I it was really saying like you're not getting any closer after the first three hours of bit. Yeah. Guys. Alright, so so who's leading? Who's the wayfinder here? I mean, it should probably be either you or I, because everybody else who's tried doing it's fucked it up royally. Yeah, because we're we're not getting anywhere, guys. I have nothing in perception. I'm pretty sure the tree's just moving. Have we have we 
this whole time we've been like trying to mark our path. I don't need that. I don't need that thought. I don't want. I mean, that. yeah, you Mm-mm. probably have checked. I mean, for the most part, like the landmarks and stuff, you can come across like a courtyard with a statue that you kind of recognize as being some particularly famous dwarf or something like that, right? Um, and as you kind of pass by that statue, you kind of like mark the place. You know what I mean? It's like I know where this dwarven statue is, and you don't pass it again. It's not like a. Um, it's not like a, you're going around in circles type situation or anything like that, uh, but you're just not getting any closer to the academy. Miss the journals. Do you remember how we talked about like we seemed like we'd gotten into Camaresca too easy versus Nayland saying the woods felt like they were alive and moving? Yeah, yeah. feels like we're kind of getting into that shit right now. Um, it could just be a very big tree, and we were very far away. It, really it could be it. that. It could also be that there's some type of protection since either A, we're not elves, or B, we're not part of the academy. Hello? Elf? Again, we're not elves. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if that was the case, like, wouldn't I see something different? What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> what do my elf eyes see, DM? I don't know. Give me a perception check. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a perception check. <laughs> hey. That was actually decent. 19 plus 7, 26. 26. Okay. That's a big ass tree. <laughs> yeah, you see a big ass tree. Um, you spot um, kind of just off to the right a crumbling building uh, that has um, this wooden door that's been knocked off its hinges. Uh, you see something golden shiny kind of poking out from inside. That's about it. Resist the golden shiny. Big tree, golden shiny. I have a really crazy idea. I'm gonna beeline for the golden shiny. No, no, wait, wait. I'm gonna grab his hand. Hey, do me a favor, real quick. Everyone, close your eyes. Gonna completely. I don't want to close my eyes. What if a fucking vine comes after us again? I'm gonna close my eyes and walk forward a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Give me a dexterity. Yeah, I want him to fall on his face so bad. While Grex is doing this, can at, I at look up anything about the academy <laughs> and stuff? See if there's any eighteen info. Eighteen. I mean, you don't trip, um, but nothing else happens. Mm. Um, I'm gonna try something else. Sure, give me a uh, history check with advantage for the books. <laughs> While she's doing that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around and walk backwards. Natural twenty for twenty-seven. Natural twenty. Okay. So you know that this tree. I mean, even just by looking at it, but the book kind of confirms the way it works and stuff. You know that this tree is located in sort of an extra-dimensional space, very similar to something like a bag of holding or uh, Hewer Tandy Haversack or um, the Magnificent Mansion-type spells, um, stuff like that, right? They create a very small... Um, a very large place with an even larger place inside, very TARDIS. Yeah, I was I mean? just about to say that. <clears throat> and you know that this magic that kind of hurt, that works on the tree and stuff is very very similar just kind of a modified version of those same enchantments right mm-hmm. it's a massive tree and technically you should be able to see this tree from anywhere you should be able to see this tree from like the depths of space considering how large it is but it doesn't poke out above the actual canopy of the forest itself it doesn't kind of do anything like that right um and with the natural 20 you get a an, an impression that perhaps with the fall something has happened to that magic that enchantment that perhaps it's expanded somehow or perhaps that um it's 
become warped or corrupted, something along those lines, and that perhaps that magic field that once encased the tree itself may also be having an effect on the city in some way and the forest around it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell me how to fix it, but... I, you know. I mean... Yeah. You asked for information about it. No, not yeah, that. no. Yeah, so. <laughs> Can I ask, does the book specifically <laughs> reference the word TARDIS? I hope so. Um, yes. Perfect. It talks awesome. about a dude with a weird object that he run around and yelled at things with. Now Doctor Who is canon. So, like, Doctor <laughs> Who is going to be canon in every universe, because that's kind of what Doctor Who is. So. Yeah. <laughs> I would know nothing. I've never seen an episode. The the scream was just the TARDIS breaks. Uh, (laughs) He was just leaving. (laughs) You guys hear the random sound of a theremin? (laughs) Kent kills himself. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls out a Mac 10 and blows his brains right the fuck out. Mac 10s aren't canon. (laughs) Simtex, fine. Mac 10s? No. I have a line. Okay. I just gotta go rat a tete. If you have a gun, it's a flintlock, motherfucker. Anyway. Okay, so I will relay this information to everybody. So. What's a TARDIS? That was my I don't. I don't know what a TARDIS is. It just says that it's like a TARDIS. Your books are silly. <laughs> says the druid so that's a the city druid. <laughs> Going for the gold. Be line for the gold thing. Yeah, you find a small statuette, probably worth about a hundred gold or so. Uh, it's an image of a uh, elven um, figure, with really good robes and so on and so forth. Very detailed. It's very pocket. I'll pocket it. Appears to be solid gold. Cool. So it weighs this building. How big is it? Uh, probably about six inches across, something like that. So it's it's hefty, but not unliftable. I got yeah. you. Yeah, pocket it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any signage on this this ruin of any kinds? Um, on the the building where you find the statue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Willie's Wonders. Oh, is it in Elvish? It is. Oh, okay, I just want to turn to Ezra. It's like, hey, it's a dildo shop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> he doesn't speak Elvish. Fuck him. You should be afraid, DM. Are you going to try to enlarge the statue? <laughs> you didn't know better than to give this man a statue again. <laughs> and anyway, you, you were saying... <laughs> oh, it's a dildo shop. What? Yeah, it's a sign. You can read Elvish. Yeah, so it, it does just not says, say it just that. Says, it just says Willie's Wonders. Willie's like Wonders. Shop it does kind of sound like a dildo shop. <laughs> it would be much better if it was Willie's Wonder Willow... Will- Willies, wonder, <laughs> Willies. <laughs> anyway, Wask, we wipe it. <laughs> that was a tongue twister, my guy. That was a struggle and a half. Um. So, so, does your book explain, like, how to get to it? Mm. So, your your book explains the enchantment, but it explains the enchantment in the context of before the fall. Right. The thing is, there it's wouldn't have been a problem though. approaching. Right. This thing. I mean, obviously, there's no knowledge on it about after the fall about how it's affected and kind of so on and so forth. This is a new problem. Um, so what you're saying is we have to go after the scream to, to fix this. Really dumb question. <laughs> do you have, like, dispel magic? Uh, I do. It's a matter of if it's prepared. I have detect magic prepared. 
just like reverse detect magic. <laughs> but like I what happens if it's just magic. one of those weird not from this world shits? Okay. It says choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. Each spell of fourth level or higher on the target make an ability check using your spell casting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. So okay. I'm assuming it's going to be a high-level spell. We could try. Even at top level, it's 19. Yeah, you still have a chance. Like, I mean, it's 19, if... and then your modifier is up to so You can technically oh. get that. At top level, the DC is 19. If it's a level 9 spell, it's d- 10 plus 9. 10 spells exist. Okay, so it's 20. 11 level spells it's like, it's like 11th and stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I it's, could, it's an option. I could try it, but I don't know. Like how well it'll work. I could use plant growth to make the plants grow. Please don't use any kind of growth on these fucking plants. They're already crazy enough. Yeah, I, I'm gonna second that. I can't. Uh huh. You should use plant growth on the giant tree. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess right. though that we're not within 120 feet of whatever effect this is. I'm gonna assume that that it's like the tree itself. Are we well, getting any closer? This, maybe. Then we're probably enough. within range. You could try. All right, I'll I'll try it. Oops, that's hit the cast button, not the spell description. Okay. Okay, give me a DC check. Fourteen plus eight is twenty-two. Twenty-two. What he said. I mean, that's enough to break both to break most spells. <laughs> um, you guys watch as the the air around you seems to solidify for a moment. It becomes heavy and thick. And for a few moments, you oh God, guys... we're in the tree. <laughs> you guys, For a few moments, you guys feel almost like a combination of drowning and being crushed. And you guys watch as this, this air solidifies even more until cracks begin to appear. And then you hear a shattering noise as the very air crackles and falls. And you guys are now standing directly in front of the tree. What the fuck? That was weird. You can reach out out and touch it. You're so close. So look, during this moment when the air thickens and it feels like I'm drowning and also under great pressure, I'm going to reminisce about being on the bottom of the (laughs) ocean. That was a lake. Bottom of a lake. (laughs) There were sharks. Don't be melodramatic, okay? It was a lake full of sharks and octopuses, all right? Octopi. With with no foreseeable uh, boundaries. To be fair, you did that. That is an yourself. ocean. I don't care that it's <laughs> surrounded by land. <laughs> Are there any pieces of air on the ground? Um, pieces of air? Pieces <laughs> <What>? shattered. <laughs> wow, that phrase. Uh, <laughs> I roll with the punches. <laughs> you did this to any, Are there any pieces of air on the ground? No. Okay. Um, the air dissipates. I mean, there, there's probably pieces of air on the ground, but you can't see them. Aerogel's highly volatile. I would have loved to collect some of that. <laughs> Huh. You and your collecting don't do so well. So. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't let me collect any Could of the fun eggs. Just fucking nitric. No, I it, I let you collect what you want to collect. And it hurts you. You just cut wreck the mushrooms. You just collect the wrong things. <laughs> could, could you imagine using the air to make arrowheads? Oh my god. I mean, spells like acid arrow exist. I was hoping to like reduce it and put it under pressure for an aerosol. 
We're gonna destroy this ozone layer. <laughs> anyway. Also, flame. You guys are standing in front of this massive tree. You look left, you look right, and you see no end to how long and wild this particular tree is. You look up and you sense, you almost get a sense of vertigo looking at this thing because it, it goes up so high that it almost disappears into the canopy itself. Um, absolutely massive tree. Um, situated in spaces probably 300, 400 foot apart, you see these large, what look like knot holes or, or areas where the roots kind of uh, extend a little bit above ground and kind of head into the tree. And you kind of see built very cleverly designed and very um, artistically carved uh, doors in various places around the uh, this tree. Uh, what do we found it? I'm just so impressed that it worked. I did not figure it was going to work. Yeah, 22. I gotta, I gotta reward that. There was another way, but <laughs> something about a scream. Just, just, just let Dimension Rex be door right in for there. Feels good, guys. What? So just let Rex be right for a minute. <laughs> feels good, guys. Um, do, do we knock? Feels rude to just walk in. I would hope there's nothing inside. See, that's, you knock to find out. Yeah, but then whatever's you, you inside, knock, knows something you're says there. come in, you're like, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong house. <laughs> All right, I'm out. It's like lighting a torch in a dark forest. I mean, sure, you can see, but everything can see you. Yeah. Greg's yeah. knocked on the door. Oh, God. <laughs> There's no answer. All right, it's safe, guys. Bastion PD. Don't oh out God. me like that. You, you would be out of your district, buddy. <laughs> Who's going to call Bastion me on it? RP. I'm no, not going to lie. I forgot. No, RP. Had... Oh, yeah. For the reclamation party. Uh, I'm not going to no, lie. I'm part I of the guard. We had a guard in, a, in our crew. You, ha you have a criminal, Grex. You have PTSD a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Ezra, take it down. All right, I'm, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself real quick. For just, <laughs> just, just shit. <laughs> I'm going to kick the door in no, because they didn't open for the cops, and that means we get a break in. Does Ezra break down the door? I don't know. I feel like we probably don't need to. I, I don't Jen see tries to open the door. I'm going to kick the door. I already said I, I said I was kicking the door. I like first. to imagine okay. you were reaching for the handle. Yeah. Yeah. I, go, I go to twist it, and then you kick it, and it's like already opening, and it's you just, just got a knob in your hand. Fucking... No, in my head, you step in front of the door, and it kicks you. Fuck. <laughs> Um, regardless of how the door opens, the door just opened. Oh, well, we gotta know if Jen's on the ground. <laughs> uh, on the ground inside, just like, why? <laughs> I figured they wouldn't have locked it, being that everybody was fucking leaving. Well, no one stopped to go, hey, I better lock this door. Real I mean, quick. not just that, but there's a giant protection spell on the tree. Why would they lock the door? It's, it's just irresponsible not to. This is a bad neighborhood. Look at these trees. You were not oh here when this shit was exploding. <laughs> listen, oh listen. If you've got, if you're gonna put a giant spell on it, why would you not do something so simple as lock the door? Well, it's open. We're in. Can we see anything in? Jen gets off the uh, floor. The hall, and I would like to point out that um, I have dark vision. We all have Everybody dark vision. Everybody has dark vision. <laughs> has dark vision. Um, so listen, guys. I don't. <laughs> You see a. Um, do you not? I do. Oh, okay. You see a a wide open dark space. Um, it is not very well lit at all. But you all have dark vision, so it doesn't matter too much. Um, you see 
what looks like a statue of some sort about uh, 120 foot ahead and you see a wide open area around it the statue itself appears to be something globe shaped it appears to be um spherical and kind of so on and so forth but the the plaster and the stone that actually makes up the the actual statue itself has fallen around and all you can kind of see is bits of stone and plaster and stuff on the ground and you see a metal frame kind of sitting on this platform um it's probably about 15 foot tall the sphere itself is probably about 10 foot wide or so and centered around that ring um that um statue you see a series of concentric metal rings all about seven or eight inches across and every single one of these gym or um I keep getting ahead of myself. I'm too excited about this. Every single one of these rings are set with various colors of gems and precious stones, um, rubies, emeralds, um, sapphires, diamonds. You see all kinds. You just keep getting closer to your mic, and I feel like you're just like, hey, and it's distracting me. This is yes, born for her. But it's also, is this just the solar system around a statue? Give me a history check. Yeah, this, this is porn for her. She's into this. 14. Uh, 14, well, advantage. Oh, great. It just sounds like you're describing the solar system. Eight, uh, 19. Um, you are very sure what you're actually looking at is an astrolabe, a description of, <laughs> of awesome. Terra and the solar system as it would array around it. Um, you have the feeling that this these rings would lift and spin and yeah. form constellations and um, kind of orc clouds and uh, meteors uh, swarms and all kinds of stuff and that this would be considering the history of the elvish people and the, the magic and science and stuff that they um, you know explore um, that they studied that this would be a fairly accurate representation of the world outside of Terra um, and kind of all that that implies um, it doesn't appear to be active, but there's more to describe in the room. Um, so you see this astrolabe. This astrolabe itself probably goes out uh, 120 to 150 feet in just these seven or eight inch kind of concentric circles. And you know that this would be absolutely massive should these rings kind of fold up and spin and stuff the way they're supposed to. Um, but that being said, all throughout this open space, you see these extremely taut, tightly stretched vines that reach from corner to corner of the room, that stretch from point to point to point to point to point, providing a, a maze almost. Um, if you imagine like the uh, the laser grid kind of systems and stuff that you see in like heist movies and stuff like that, Resident Evil all across all across the room and just no pattern or anything to it, just an absolutely massive stretch filled with these incredibly taut vines, with these mushrooms and stuff kind of growing all over them. Very similar to what you've seen out in the forest itself, but um, very, very dense. And on the opposite side of the room, um, kind of just peeking through some of these vines and stuff, you can see a double spiral staircase that leads up. Um, and on the very edges of the room, you can see what probably would have been um, desks or um, counter spaces and stuff like that um, kind of arranged around the outside of the room. I was afraid you were going to mention a bleeding woman in a chair. 
<laughs> How close is the closest vine? Uh, it's probably about 15 feet in front of you. Which just marks the very edge of the outer ring of this concentric circle. The room itself is probably about 175 foot across. Jen's going to start looking for like any like elvish text or uh, like switches kind of a thing that kind of to power the thing on. Can I see anything that would like well, while she's doing that, can I say anything that would give me any indication of kind of a path through or around? Mm, give me a perception check. Um, both of you. Hmm. What's the thing in the middle? I'm Her name's Nissa. Uh, it's funny because I answered because you were facing me. Hey, I'm sorry. Nissa. <laughs> yes. What's uh That would be a 10. Unnatural 20. What's the Unnatural 20? Unnatural. Okay. Um, so with an unnatural 20, you do see, kind of glancing through at the very base of this um, this kind of middle statue, this large globe-looking um, thing, um, you do see a slot uh, with an ether crystal. <clears throat> a rather large ether crystal. Um, you have the feeling that it probably need, would need to be powered in some way, considering the time it's been here and the experience that you've had with very similar devices. Is and there like, like, like in the Arden Falls area, is there like a thing that shows like how many, like, cause the thing had like a battery ish thing before that showed us how many charges it needed. Is there anything like that to indicate how much they need to put into it? You're probably about 120, 150 ish feet away from it. Um, but it's not covered really in vines. See. The, the center itself is not covered. There's about a 10-foot space Jen makes uh, her way just over. around the edge. You'd have to go through... Oh. Yeah, between these here and vines. there is a bunch of vines, but there there's not um, any vines. The entire room is filled with these vines that stretch from the ceiling to the floor to the wall to wall to wall to floor to floor to ceiling, that kind of thing. Um, you would have to make your way through those vines to get to this middle space. I'm going to use wind scar from the anime Inuyasha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, show me that ability real quick because we did not talk can, about this. Home Zephyr Strike, what? With Primal Savage, you can basically do like the Blades of Blood thing that he does. That's always fun. Um, um but quick question: the female in, like statue, like in the center of it, would I assume that that's bay. Lumen? It wasn't a female statue; just oh. spherical glow. Oh, okay. Uh, statue. That would just be like the sun and stuff. No, it's Terra. This oh. is not a heliocentric universe. Gotcha. It's Terra, and the, the things and would form around it. it. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it Terra-centric, you might say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just for clarification, because Grex would ask, like I said, Grex asked, what is the thing? Um, do you explain it? Yes. Okay. Uh, I always thought Terra was flat. No. Mm. No, it's not. Nope, don't like him anymore. Big Australia at the end and stuff? No. Um, That's enough of that. Hey, guys. I think we need to get through there and power the thing. Yeah, that felt obvious. I just didn't want to do it. Wait, power the thing? There's an aether um, crystal, but it's through the vines. Is there a way to, like, look at these vines? I know that they're all over the place, but th is there, like, a spot where they're kind of, like, centralized? Like, maybe where they start from? No. They no? just stretch off from every point over the room back and across. Just in every way. So Jen's no, gonna summon like, Mage Hand. Pattern to it. Jen's gonna summon Mage Hand, have it go over, close the gap between the vines, and touch it. So Mage Hand touches the vines. Okay. Um, 
I don't know how Mage Hand would make a dexterity check. Um, You watch as one of these vines, as you touch one of the vines, the vine snaps, and one of these metal rings flips and slices through the air and more of these vines as it just rockets incredibly fast and then slams into the ground on the other side, kind of moving back into place, but opposite. I can't. Can you somehow see up on the floor above us and just, you know, use use the moth and teleport us up to there? Because I don't want to go through that. The farthest I can move is 15 feet from where I can see. I was going to say, maybe the moth could, like, teleport us through the thing without touching the thing. So I'm going to take a javelin and throw it through the vines towards the middle. Towards the middle? Please don't hit the center thing. Do you mean attack her? Gotta let me do this. <laughs> Please. I want to make this perfectly clear. I'm gonna step back from the vines and stand at the doorway. <laughs> Javelin. Give me an attack. Shit, not a good one. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen's uh, enough though, because like you're just kind of throwing it into the area. You're not aiming for a particular thing or whatever. But as you kind of move, as the javelin moves through the air, it kind of just barely catches the edge of one of these vines, right? Uh, not the outer ring, but like just a few of these rings in. And as you hit that vine, the inner ring that it is attached to snaps. You see this thing flip um, and you see it spin and you see it go back into the same place, but it catches the javelin on the end and slices clean through it. Okay. So each one more time try we of this. hit a vine. We've touched it. The vine snaps. And, and a release is released. Each of so, these rings are like spring loaded. So theoretically, if we just use Mage Hand and other things at our disposal to activate the vines from a distance, we could clear this path and just take a while. I'd like to test something else too. Uh, she's going to summon another Mage Hand, have it go close, but not actually like tap a vine this time, and see if that like whole f- like reaches out to grab it thing still happens like it did with the other plants or if it's just touch this time um if you just hover close to one of these vines nothing it happens. doesn't move is the mage hand considered a creature though or as alive well guys i can make fire for free or i can use this charge of fireball i got on this ring of spell it's story. got the mushrooms do we want to try to burn those? You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> My first idea was just to use produce flame in both hands and Galagun style. Just, <laughs> 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 just start spraying I mean, flame everywhere. Like, am I, just, just to be clear, like, am I reading this wrong? Like, if we, we hit the first vine, it goes away, it activates one of the rings, but like, we stay back far enough. If you don't touch the rings and it looks like you're safe, then we could, like, theoretically, it, it doesn't take, take any us, effort to clear the vines. Yeah, it'll just take us some time, but like, Cantrips don't cost us our resources. Doesn't Look, this is the only magic I got. This is give, me, give me a perception check as you're. She'll go ahead and have the mage hand touch another one to have it activate again and hope that that's actually. Fire, just waiting for the go ahead. Ring, snap. <laughs> yeah. Um, flip. Fourteen. Fourteen. <sighs> I don't know if fourteen. Is, <laughs> yeah. I does it help if I have dark vision? It does. Um. So you notice that um. After about a minute or so, you watch as another vine creeps down and then attaches itself back to this outer ring again. And then you watch as the other side of the vine stretches 
and attaches itself to the wall. So theoretically, we have roughly sixty seconds to clear the whole room. Well, I don't know if it's clearing the whole room. They ha- like they have a respawn time, but like we could move like as we move forward, it'll be a minute behind us, a minute behind us, a minute behind us. You know what I mean? So I think we could do it. We just have to be, we just have to be fucking quick about it. Um, burn something every three I seconds. F- I also feel like maybe for some reason it doesn't want this astrally like running. We got more reason to try to. Maybe we it. should leave it alone. Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> I want to throw one javelin. This time I want to aim for the most condensed. That's what I thought aim for him. I just want to take a javelin and aim it at Khan's back. Oh. <laughs> take him out. And then I'm going to lift Khan into the air and use him as a buffer and run through the box. Please don't cut this man in half. No. Um, no, I want to throw a javelin at the point of the vines that looks the most dense to where if the javelin was to go through them, it would hit several. Give me an, an attack roll. Again, standing as far back as possible. 17. Okay. Um, kind of the same thing. You watch as this, this javelin clips several vines, but basically what happens is it hits the first vine and one of these rings snap up, slices the javelin in half. Those two pieces hit two more rings, which activates two more, or t- two more vines, which activate two more rings. And these rings flip for a, a, about a solid 10 to 15 seconds and just turn the entire area into... A chaos for a few minutes and you watch as this javelin falls into 10, 15, 20 pieces uh, scattered about on the ground. But is the room clear now? No. Kant. Yes. That gave me a brilliant idea. Uh-huh. You have ball bearings. I do. Give me a handful. Oh, gentle pull out a sack of a thousand. Sorry, Kant, you're useless. Um... <laughs> All right, so everybody. If take he a wants hand. to heat metal, I don't uh, have a use for these yet. Everybody, I'll heat the metal. Everybody, take a handful. I'll pass Wait out. Wait till after we throw them. I'll pass out like two handfuls to each. All right, chunk them and run. That's not a good idea. See, because I don't know if you're picking up on this, but here's something that I picked up on. This astrolabe is 150 feet wide, correct? Mm-hmm. So. If it's all active at one point in time, the middle of that is a trap and there's no room to go around. So that's the context he's giving us. It's a laser grid. We have to to make our way through. You do notice now that now that he mentions it, the whole thing spins. There is an area underneath this where there is a dip, a hole in the ground. Right. But you said like it. It spins once and like settles on the other side, so it's not like spinning continuously. But if all of them were active at once, there would be a, a hole in the yeah, ground underneath. Sphere them. of death. So because the ground only holds half the sphere, the other half would also be a 150 foot at least deep hole underneath. So again, chunkman run. Here's what I'm telling you, and this is what I, this is what he just described. Whenever I threw the jab one, when they all active, they're all continuously active. They only stop if it's one at a time. Plus, so once it all goes, it's a big ass ranks. fucking trap. That's what it is. It's a trap, and the active the way to activate the trap is to activate the vines. 
You're gonna be like, I don't speak to God. <laughs> so, so and if they're all what moving, I'm telling you essentially no floor either, is we'll just the idea is there. to touch the fewest amount of vines, not the most amount of vines. Right, but if we activate them all, then they'll then, <laughs> then they'll stop. And we have a, we have a minute before the vines come back the down. Am I reading this right? That if you activate all the vines, all it's of them spin. Jake, it's Jake, a Jake, wall of death. Jake, Josh understands what's happening here. Josh and Greg's are not the same people. I'm aware of that, but Greg's needs to not be dumb. <laughs> Greg's isn't dumb. He just sees what's in front of him. They activate and then they stop. But they didn't and stop when I threw the javelin. And we have a minute until the vines grow back. The thing, the thing is, in particular, when the vines are snapping at each other, so when one of these vines snap and touch another vine and stuff, it creates an almost chain reaction, where depending on which vine you activate and kind of so on and so forth, it could continue for much longer than just one thing you see what i'm saying one ring could yeah yeah but it, like i said guys we're welcome to whatever we want to do here but i think like trying to clear the room and then have a minute of like a possible minute of of run through area is better than making repeated deck saves especially for a paladin in heavy armor that's why you're going to do it I can go through. If you guys can trigger them, I can. I try mean, by to all move. means, if you think the barriers you, are going to solve our what? problem, throw them. But I guarantee you, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't hurt us to throw them and wait a minute. If the vines come back and stop them, then they come back and stop them. But also, if you get through, Jen, how do you I activate the, stuff. the yeah. thing? Shit. You has no magic abilities. Con, you should do it. Con, give her the rings. Actually, wait a minute, Con. Buddy, fucking wild shape. I mean, I could do that. Yeah, turn into a bird or some shit and fly through this goddamn thing. Turn into a moth and just fly through. I could also try. But that's also one of his spell slots. Teleporting um, through would cause explosions, no. which would cause wild shape is to not go a, crazy. It's not a spell slot. I mean, I know that's a little meta, but no, wild shape is not a, is not a spell slot. No, I can only do it twice. Rings of spell storing. Uh, if you guys need someone dexterous, <laughs> dexterous to go through, I can go through and release the energy. Aren't you have to attune on... to those items. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Take oh, well hour. then, never mind. So yeah. each of you have one. Yep. And technically, I didn't say that I put anything in it, so I don't know if Shane will let me retroactively say that I put stuff in it on the ride over here. Daryl. Only cantrips. He can only do cantrips. Well, he can't he can do leveled do spells, touch, touch spells. spells. Can you release energy through him? Yes, but I don't have any leveled touch spells. Or, like, leveled spells. I have cantrip. Well, fuck. That's it. Right, I'm gonna chunk while we're while we're here debating. Hold on. I can cast spells through my moth. You you watch as several of these um, how far away ball bearings snap. That's 120 vines, feet. Of vines kind of continue to snap, and you thing. just see just a whirlwind of metal and slicing blades for a few seconds. Um, continues for about 15 to 20 seconds or so before the the rest of the vines and the the ball bearings finally stop moving, and then. Everything kind of settles back down. So the plates settle, the rings settle, even without the vines coming back down and grabbing them. <laughs> Go ahead. Step forward. Get past Hold it. Hold up. Daryl can't do it. Can you cast through the Unseen Servant? No. But I can awaken my spell book now and do the Manifest Mind thing. And I can actually cast. It doesn't have to be a touch spell. I can whatever the fuck that is. Try it. <laughs> begin to creep down. This is meta. Somewhere like, just out of view, and then 
connect themselves. It says, whenever you so, cast a wizard spell on your turn, you can cast it as if you were in the spectral mind space instead of your own, using its senses. You can do this a number of times per day. It does not say it has to be touch, like it does with the familiar. So we have we have several options at our disposal. Let's pick one. Conjure the leader. I told you to go ahead and run. The uh, flame spirit does not actually seem to have a max range. So like once I summon it, once you summon it, I could just go. If you can cast through it, then we could try that first because that doesn't expend too much energy. Yeah. Versus her using every spell slot. Like, well, no, the manifest mind thing doesn't use a spell slot. Yeah, but you casting through it would. Yeah. Um, and then it can't be more than 300 feet away from me. So it could get it's 120 is what he said from like where I was at looking at the stuff to get through to the yeah. control center. The only reason I'm hesitant is because I've only got two casts of that. Well, two uses of that ability. I've already used one. It's only up for an hour and it's way more useful in combat than out of combat. So it's a question of yeah. do you guys want me to use this here? Because that uh yeah. So, Are there any consequences to yours? Quick question. I can do up to three spells with it, so that would be the thing. Look! Look at you! Look at your ring of spells. <coughs> Is does it have anything in it? Again, unless he's going to let me retroactively. His has the level five this, this was my fireball. Asking if it had anything in it. Okay, so that's not an option. Right. If you wild shape, can yeah. you still summon Mothy? I don't think so. Okay, so that's not really an option because we need Mothy if we're going to get into a fight. Yep. Greg's going to close his eyes. <laughs> Greg's, please. <laughs> Greg's, we just went through getting you back. We reach do not want to watch you get hand, cut. Reach into the, the bag of ball bearings. Grab two more handfuls. What are you doing? Chunk them. Ezra, grab him. Grab, grab two him, more Ezra. Handfuls. Nope chunk them. This is his mistake. He won't listen to me. Grab two more handfuls, chunk them, clearing as much as I possibly can, letting the rings go off. The moment the rings stop moving, I'm moving forward. Okay. Give me a dexterity check with advantage because I'm fucking the, crazy. The, the vines are somewhat cleared out ahead of you. Okay. And how many feet can you move around? Because we're, we're basically going to go into initiative for this, right? Arc. So that's 15, and do you count the throwing the ball bearings as an action? Yes. Okay, so that would be uh, that'd be 30 feet then, okay. around. Okay. At the end of the next turn, you begin to watch more of these vines begin to move and move and move and move. You get about 75 feet to the clear space in the middle. Next turn, what are you doing? Exact same thing. Chucking more of these ball chucking, bearings. Chucking as many as I possibly can, letting the rings activate, and then moving forward. Okay. Um, you use your action to throw more of these ball bearings, scatter gunning some of these uh, um, vines and stuff. The area in front of you continues to flip. Unfortunately, it takes about a full round or so before um, the uh, the rings and stuff more towards the center actually stop spinning. Right now, they're in full force. Um, so you're going to have to end your turn here and then move on your next turn. Um, so next turn comes along, you begin to move. More of these vines begin to so, creep down and form behind you now. Yeah, I'll do the same thing at the beginning of this turn. Use my action to throw the ball bearings even, fur like, even further so that the next rings are going before I begin moving again. That way I can move up, they'll stop, move, you know what I mean? Um, so and I'll just keep doing this. 
Okay. Um, after about four rounds or so, you do manage to make it to the center. Uh, about a 15-foot circular space where there are no rings. It's just a concrete kind of platform with this... Um, this what happened to the giant here. hole in the ground? It's only there when they're not moving. It's, it's only there when they're not moving. Yeah. So like, like, like it's, it's only the, the hole in the ground is only there when they're moving. Yeah. Um, once they're on the ground, the it's rings so form the spin floor. Around. Yeah, they oh, are okay, the when they're on yeah. their side. Um, yeah. So, um, as you you kind of move into this space and stuff, it's, like I said, it's like a concrete platform. There's none of the rings. It's about 15 foot across, and 10 foot of it is occupied by this massive sphere that's just kind of sitting. Um, you're what, like three and a half foot tall, yeah. four foot tall. So it's probably just a couple feet above your head. Um, but you're kind of in this center space where there are no vines for a few feet around you. You have a little bit of room to kind of move around, but not very much. It's still kind of tight. Um, I'm going to think for like close my eyes. Just kind of be like, give it a loop. Lumen, not not sure if you're there, buddy. Um, but thanks. Uh, of course, she helps the goblin. <laughs> and then um, just look look around, see if I can find. Uh, I saw she pointed out kind of the ether stone earlier. Yeah. Do I see a, a charge station? You do not. Um, here, it's you see the ether crystal itself, kind of put. Um, into the the base of the actual plaque the uh, the sort of um, um, what's the term the base of the statue you know what I mean um, but give me a history check it's not bad yeah, that's bad um, 13 13 I mean okay give it to me with advantage because you in your backstory you spent a little bit of time in the Elvish district correct yeah I've been been there a time or two. Um, okay, so 13. 13, yep, okay. <laughs> yeah. So 13 is enough to know that the different districts and stuff of Bastion have very different ways that they hand your ether crystals and the kind of battery style charge. You know that um, the gnomes and occasionally the dwarves, the humans, stuff like that, they're very fond of building these like metal boxes and um, kind of stuff like that to hold the ether crystal, sort of actual devices and so on and so forth. The elves are much more minimalist. They don't really have control panels. They don't really have um, stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're very form over function a lot of the time. So having this big metal block next to this thing that has the big charge symbols and all these lights and dials and stuff, it's ugly compared to the beauty of what this astrolabe would be. Yeah. So the ether crystal itself is by itself. All right, so guys. Yeah. Um, not really a charge like indicator panel thing. So I'm not sure how much this would take. Um, but I mean, to be fair, it wasn't super difficult to get over here. Just have to time it right. Um, I also have ball bearings on this side now, and you guys have ball bearings on that side. Speaking of, you probably only have about two or three hundred left. Of a thousand? 
I mean, you've thrown several handfuls. Yeah, but they're goblin handfuls. Mm. Sort of 10, 12 at a time, maybe? I want to reduce your resources. Not my resources, they're Jen's resources. Technically, I'm going to remove those. You probably only have maybe three or four handfuls left. But yeah, so like, again, realistically, like, if you guys are all doing, like, you know, you do your mage hand. Shit, you remove them individually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to get rid of that. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, again, like, you use your mage hand. You use produce flame or something. So here's uh, the only other question. What's the point of me coming if I can't help and if this stops the thing? No, no, we just all move over here. Like, let's just get the whole group back together. Jen's going to look like, around and make sure there's nothing that's going to be needed to press on this side or any kind of thing over here before she even considers going through. I mean, you don't see any sort of, um, like, switches so everything's over there. or anything, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but you do see after about 30 seconds or so, more of these vines begin to creep in from different areas um, kind of growing some in some places growing out of the tree itself some kind of coming up in between some of these rings and then stretching up to the ceiling and stuff like that as the the room begins to fill with these vines again I have one observation what, what exactly are we charging the ether stone for because it seems to be operational elsewise these rings wouldn't move well give me a nature check shit <laughs> <laughs> My best stat. Uh, it, it, <laughs> How about a two? Uh, two oh and the two's not helping it, at all. It could be that while this the, the rings themselves are operational, there are other components of the rings that are not being currently activated. I'm just saying it's getting somebody, power from somewhere. Somebody give me a nature check. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Somebody's got to be better at nature than the druid. Oh, that was almost a natural 20. Um... 12. I'm, I'm too far away to inspire you. Mine's a 13. 13. So, with the... Um, <laughs> Ezra speaks the, up. God's the, checks, <laughs> the, the, the checks today are not fantastic. Um, as you kind of made your way through City Camaresca and stuff, I described a few things. I described how a lot of these vines had reached up and kind of toppled some of these statues. You know that these vines are incredibly strong. Look at Jin and how much it took to pull her out when these vines had grabbed her and stuff. Um, the vines snapping when they do release this pressure and kind of pull and it's the vines themselves that are pulling the rings when they snap the device itself is probably not operational but it's constructed in such a precise way that mechanically it still works the way it's supposed to when pressure is put on this. The hinges and stuff that kind of operate these rings are well-oiled, well-maintained, well... Like fidget spinner. Sort of. <laughs> the vines the themselves <laughs> pull, the, um, pull the, the rings and stuff like that. Um, the tension is using gyroscopic energy. Yeah, yep. and then it just kind of continues. The so device it's... itself probably is not powered. You don't see any glow from the aether crystal. You don't see anything like that, but... The vines are what's yanking these rings up and around, and the momentum from when that vine snaps carries the ring around to the other side. The uh, only... That does pose the question, though, like, if we activate it and the ring, and so therefore the ring spin maybe non-stop, then how do we get out? How do you get out? Well, I was going <laughs> to say, the only reason why I would want to turn it on anyway at this point is because it seems like the the vines wouldn't really be able to 
like stay in place. Like they could still go in like other places of the room and stuff, but not holding on to the rings and stuff. And it might open up an area where we well, can. Get the way upstairs. I'm looking at it, the way they're spinning and stuff, like the way they're going so fast and cutting stuff, is because of the force of the vines. If it's spinning naturally, it would be enough to keep the vines at bay, at bay while we went through right. and dodged whatever we needed to to get to those staircases over there. Well, that's also the, just... that's also the question though is. She just explained the same thing in a different way. Okay. Yeah. So she gin-splained. Yeah, um, gin-splained. Yeah. So, but here's the, que- here's the question, though, right? What? <laughs> I was here's curious question, how you're though. supposed to get out after. Well, no, no. Here's the question, though. Why do the vines keep regrowing right here? What are they, what are they growing from or toward? If this thing is deadly active and steadily cutting the vines back and not allowing them to get to where they're going or where they're coming from... Anybody here would it, speak to plants? Would it be weakening the like the source? Would it be weakening the growth? Like you know, it's steadily trying to grow, but steadily getting cut back. It's fighting a war; it can't win. That could be advantageous to us. This was a big destruction spot during the fall. What if this was just like one of the main points that something went um, off, and that's why wish- like that magic, like the whole tree thing, it was never that powerful before if whatever just increased stuff here and affected the fucking plants and shit like i mean maybe it's not something casting it maybe it's just residual from whatever well, the fuck happened when lumen died casting it. i'm saying it's living it's growing it's coming or going from something for some reason look guys we have been kicking ass and taking names here. We've been set. I don't remember on, any of their names. We've been set on a path. Uh, Kurdu and Fabby were all of their names. Uh, you liked to call Jonathan Johnny, so I'm assuming that's a name that you liked to, you know, but, kick and take. But like, oh, yeah, I remember Johnny. Seriously, guys, we have been bestowed upon a quest. We can fucking do this. Like, just how much room is have there you, over there with you have you seen god or something because trust me i she won't talk to me so <laughs> I, I got I, I, i've held god. her in my arms oh i never knew god. i was able <laughs> no uh, stop feel this strong <laughs> um guys you don't have to worry about us all right we've got this how much space is over there? Is there enough room for all of us to, to huddle around this? room for all of us, right? Is Probably. You know, it's tight. Like 15, you mentioned it was feet. really tight. That's why but I was it's, like... It's, it's 15 feet, but most of it is taken up on like, most sides you have by five this slope. It's I, only a I, couple I, feet above the ground. I get that Greg's is dummy thick, but like... <laughs> um, <laughs> but the rest of you so guys... You only have about five feet on the actual outside edge. This main... Like I said, this 10-foot sphere in the center of it takes up a lot of I can crawl on Nissa's shoulders. We'll be fine. Okay, I have two questions. One, uh, the first question re- pertains to getting him back out if we activate it. Um, after the elves activated it, how would they have walked out? Because, I mean, they're not just going to have the elf sit there <coughs> the whole time that they have it running. It's more than likely not what we could be. They could be the director. But Again, I feel like it doesn't go as fast and as well, dangerous. It's, not only that, but it's, it's more than likely like it'll rotate and then stop, rotate and then stop, rotate. And then, it's probably got a timed kind of rotation to it. But also going on the like piggybacking off of what he was saying of like they're trying to come after it. Does this maybe help power some of the other stuff inside the academy? Mm. 
Make me an arcana check. <laughs> you can do it, Jen. I'm not Jen. I know. Oh, uh, 14? I can't believe it. 14. <laughs> Messing around in Arden Falls. Yeah. yeah. You charged a particular crystal mm-hmm. in the lower part of the, uh, the public works. Mm-hmm. And that charged a series of other devices and stuff that charged other ether crystals. Mm-hmm. Here, you can't see that. You right. see the one ether crystal here, and you have you know the kind of obvious thought that it would power this particular device. Yeah. You don't know if it's connected to anything else or not. Okay. I was just thinking off of, like, why would the vines be specifically trying to stop this one device from ever working again aside from just destruction it could be like a, it could necessarily not be a conscious thought like yeah not, not like the vines necessarily are thinking i gotta stop this thing it could just naturally be growing in this area yeah have oh. i um like having grown up with like high elf family and stuff like have i ever been told anything about the academy or how any of this works I mean, you would have been told about the Academy in general, which was a place where, um, like, elvish magicians and wizards and sorcerers kind of pushed the boundaries of what magic and stuff was possible. Kind of the same thing for scientists and stuff, kind of refining and, and um, you know, kind of pushing, again, the boundaries of, like, Etherstone technology and stuff, for example, which is kind of in a different direction than, like, the gnomes or the dwarves or any of the rest of them would. Uh, all kind of facets of the same surface, you see what I'm saying, but just different aspects of it. Kind of like um, uh, different TV companies, they all produce TVs, but there are differences between those TVs and how they work. You've got your LCDs, you've got your plasma, you've got your, um, you know, tube TVs and stuff like that. They all serve the same function, they all provide an image, but they work in different ways, and that's kind of uh, part of the um, the difference between like this kind of Etherstone technology and the gnomes, and, and you know what they're capable of and stuff like that. Um, you would have been told that like in general terms, you know what I mean? The details, I don't think your parents were hanging out at the academy too much. They were probably off doing different things. So, um, the little rascals. <laughs> oh yeah, show me your action. Okay. Um, I am going to You're do just like your mother. the manifest <laughs> wow. mind. Okay. And basically, it's just going to look like a... It's going to look like a, an exact copy of her spell book, but kind of like open. Um, and then I'm going to... Um, are the vines objects or creatures? Mm, potentially both. Depends okay. on what context you're asking. Um, well, because it says it can pass through creatures, but not objects. So, Yeah. Like, I could huh. still have it, like, move, like, through the openings and stuff, but I just wanted to know if it could just be a straight path or if I've got to, like, maneuver it through the the openings. Mm. Kind of hesitant to do this because it would set a precedent for other things. Um, I believe, actually, that this precedent has probably already been set. Because when you were on the shore of Arden Falls, I believe somebody specifically tried to target it with something. It the me. mushrooms. It then was, it was Eldritch Blast. Um, and did I let did magic I let it cast? You didn't uh, let magic missile work. Yeah, you also said that the uh, like when he tried to attack the vines, like stuff didn't work, and it was uh, 
like it wasn't necessarily a creature. I think you specified that then too. Okay, so if I set that then, then we'll keep that precedent. Okay. Um, yeah, these fine. are objects, not creatures. Okay. Well, then I will maneuver it through like the openings and stuff. It, I don't think it registers as a creature. Um, so I don't know. Like I'll just make sure that it doesn't touch. Does it have any an AC lines. or a life value um, or anything like that? It doesn't. Oh, back up. Um, it just says the spectral mind stops manifesting if it is ever more than 300 feet away from you. If someone casts a spell magic on it, if the awakened spell book is destroyed, but it doesn't say what its AC is, unless I gotta find that somewhere else. I guess it doesn't have a stat block or anything. Can it make a dexterity check? I have no idea. What is it called? Um, uh, manifest mind. Dead book. Bad book. Um... If, if the Awakened Spellbook is destroyed, if you die, or if you dismiss the Special Mind as a bonus action. And then, obviously, once you do so, you can't do it again. Until later. So, I'm hoping there may be something in the extras. One second. In a moment, I'm going to begin tossing five. Yeah, no, like I said, please don't. I've already said, guys, I made it through. It was fairly easy like yeah call some ball bearings but like just pick them up as you go honestly it occurred to me a minute ago if, like if you weren't there i could just use tidal wave <laughs> how to kill grex with one spell nope all i see is awakened shrub awakened tree awakened white moose and awakened zerkwood white moose is one of the new um it's a dessert. No, it's one of the new uh, factions in DMZ. Alright, so... Went from Black Mouse to White Moose. From the way I'm reading this spell, no, it doesn't have an AC or a DC skill. But how does it get destroyed then? It doesn't destroy it. It destroys the spell book that you had to summon. Yeah. So, like... Like, objects do have DCs. So it's it's, like it's the same as destroying a spell book. That's all it is. Because that's what you have to destroy. Maybe like when you go to attack a door. A door has an AC. A door has hit points. But it's still just a fucking door. It's really hard to break down a door, too. Yeah. Like, seeing that be the bane of many adventuring parties. Yeah. It's been the bane of us many times. Oh, you guys are bad with doors? Oh, um, mm-hmm. Windows. Windows are our way, apparently. Yeah. The teleport. I want to homebrew a cantrip called Defenestration. <laughs> you just used you out of the closest window. <laughs> That's it. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> Egress. Okay, so the way I'm looking at this and the way other people have handled this, I kind of like this idea, and this is what I'm going to go with. Um, essentially, this thing is, for the most part, kind of invulnerable, right? Okay. It doesn't have an AC, it doesn't have a thing like objects and stuff. It will pass through it um, as notice as normal that kind of stuff um however just in case we use this again and stuff we're going to go into some other things um you can't you, you can use this sort of like a familiar it's very similar to yeah. the familiar spell and stuff it also can't roll stealth checks okay. um, it sheds light for yeah, a few feet so it's very very noticeable we can't use it to kind of scout ahead and stuff without yeah. um so there are some drawbacks to using the spell yeah. and stuff this way it can't roll like wisdom saves if it rolls into an area it can't roll like constitution saves if it's in an area spell stuff like that it will mm. automatically fail those things okay. and be destroyed that kind of stuff but for the most part it seems like in this situation it should work as you intend okay um so we'll we'll go ahead and use it here but just know that okay. using it in the future yeah. there will be some kind of drawbacks and yeah, stuff yeah, to yeah. It. um 
and we'll deal with that as we come. I'm just trying to get to situation. it so that we're not standing here trying to get through, trying to figure this shit out for like three hours. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna get it through and I'm gonna like navigate it through and like we're telepathically connected automatically and shit. I don't have to like, you know, hold on to someone like I do with the familiar and stuff. Um, so I'm gonna send it through and then I'm going to go up to the ether crystal and then I'm going to just try a second level spell slot into it. Okay. Does anything happen? Um, yes, it does. Um, okay. The ether crystal begins to glow. Okay. And you see this sort of magical energy begin to spread out into um, the actual rings and stuff themselves. You see these gems, these diamonds, these sapphires, rubies, emeralds, garnets, and other um, different colored gems and stuff begin to light up from mm -hmm. here and there and stuff. And then, then, like I said before, this area is kind of dimly lit. It's kind of dark and stuff in here, but with the dark vision, it doesn't really matter. But now, as these gems begin to glow, it provides light to the right. entire thing. Um, the rings begin to uh, raise and start to spin kind of overlapping each other, spinning in and out or through each other. A lot of the vines slacken and then kind of go taut again, but then snap due to the pressure and stuff from the ether crystal. Um, some of them are out of place, right? Some of them um, not quite working the way they need to. So some of them are kind of glitchy and they kind of raise up for a second and then get stuck and that kind of yeah. thing. But for the most part, the rings themselves rotate in such a way that it does provide a path. Okay. That takes about 30 seconds to walk across at a steady pace to the other side of the room. And most of these vines are not really active, you know, okay. when these vines and stuff are, are spinning like that. So, Can Grex get out of the central area? Yeah. I mean, you okay. just walk across. You do have to kind of okay. measure yourself at a steady pace and stuff. Okay. But it's easy enough to do. Okay. Um, guys, come on. Yep, let's go. Move. <laughs> To just try this in the first place, but you decided to go ahead and just go on through. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm Scooby Doo. We are fate <laughs> yeah, runners. I'm, cross, I'm right? gonna run as fast as I can. Yeah. Um, as you as you make your way across, you can only imagine at some point what this would have looked like in the the heyday. Yeah. You do see these gems glowing and kind of providing light and stuff, and you see where like some of them form pictures as they kind of spin past each other, um, forming the images of constellations and stuff that you would know. Yeah. Um, you see some of them forming um, like galaxies that the rings spin in such a way that the galaxy itself spins across a particular display as it rotates around the, um, the the globe and stuff in the center and it is a beautiful image or it would have been at one point um, yeah. but it is actually amazing and you imagine like walking into the academy for the first time you imagine what it would have been like seeing this display as you make your way across very much like a an aquarium or a museum or something like that this grand entrance yeah. as you make your way in, into the academy itself um, yeah. Um, but you guys can make your way across to the um, the other side of the room. You see this double spiral staircase. The staircase itself is about ten foot wide, and they spiral in such a way that they're opposite each other, and then they head up to another floor above you. All right. Are the staircases like covered in vines or anything, or um, not mo mostly tell. clear? Well. We can go up cautiously, I guess. I want to go up the left staircase. We all need to go up the same staircase. There's no Agreed. reason to split up. Agreed. I mean, there could be, 
but yeah, I'll, right. I'll go up the left staircase. When everybody tries to go up the same left staircase, I'm gonna go back and go up the right staircase. Oh my god, <laughs> that's real. You just, just have to be difficult, don't you? Remember just what happened at the lake? Water. Jake is like, I just want to see what happens. <laughs> Did I survive the lake? I don't know. Just barely. You had a like existential crisis. You. you almost didn't. That's, that's... You, you, you almost died. <laughs> But we're uh, fake touch, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Grex is like, I'm invincible. No, I'll go up the same staircase. So. Then he no, gets punched by Omni Man. Um, <laughs> um, so you make your way up the staircase. The room itself that you're in is probably at least about 200 foot high, considering these rings and kind of how they can rotate and stuff. And put plenty of space above them. Um, it is a very long staircase. It takes quite a few minutes to kind of get to the top and eventually you get to the top and you enter into another kind of wide open space this one is mostly dominated by a pool of water um you see kind of set into the floor itself right up against the edge with these kind of terraced steps very similar to like a um you're right okay um very similar to because of his expression of the water <laughs> um, are we gonna come, Stop murdering are we gonna our go, Come out of the water? Anyway. Yeah. Um, what if we come out of the water? <laughs> you see a, um, that water looking sexy as fuck. You see a pool of water kind of Dumb. dominates most of the space. It's probably about 150 foot across, very centered and kind of um, leveled with the, the astrolabe and stuff on the floor below you. Um, you see a series of kind of terrace steps that lead down into the center, similar to like a pool steps, you know, how they kind of lead down into the water, oh so generally. But those rings are fully, like, like they, they are fully around the pool itself, right? So like it's, the whole pool gets deeper and deeper the closer and closer you get to the center of it. Um, you see that the pool was once probably filled with you know water and probably had all this this fish and kind of stuff like that in there and it would have been some kind of beautiful display much like uh, everything else you've seen in the you've probably seen something similar at some point um in the elvis district of bastion um for those of you who, who may have went there um but now it's filled with a thick viscous black liquid don't touch that thick uh, it, is, it is it is almost like do, do you want to try to jump no. in? Right. Let, let me know you okay. turned to stone for three um, years hey, hey, have any of you seen like non-newtonian fluids yes and kind of how they operate yeah. and stuff it looks very similar to like a non-newtonian fluid um it's feral fluid i did um but it Sorry. is it is thick and gross and it kind of you see these waves lap up against the edge of these steps but as it kind of pulls back into it it sticks a little bit um, before it kind of heads back in um, also worth noting it is making waves what you're making waves <laughs> there are waves in this pool shouldn't be possible it's not natural i know something about nature no, you don't. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> City druid, do you? I have more ball bearings. <laughs> Weird flex. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. I'm and throw gonna, some ball bearings on I'm it. I'm going to just like kind of flick a ball bearing into the pool. Please don't do that. You now have 499 ball bearings. So you flick a ball bearing into this pool. Mm -hmm. You see the, the ball bearing arc. You see it hit the edge of this uh, fluid. And you see it bounce. 
it is it is non-newtonian fluid as the pressure kind of hits you see it bounce and then it hits a couple times and then sinks in beneath and i need gregs because you're the one who initiated this i need a wisdom saving throw please uh okay is this is this to be charmed it is a charm effect yes okay so i have advantage Guys, hold me. 13. Mm, he dumb as fuck, boy. 13 is not enough. Yep. Unfortunately. As you stare into the center of this pool, watching this um, ball bearing bounce across and then sink into the depths, you see a strange looking tentacle oh. rise up just above the edge. Out. <laughs> no. You see another tentacle raise up and then stretch across the edge of the, the, uh, the, the non-Newtonian fluid, kind of raising up above and kind of stretching towards no. you. And you see a creature. Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Does anyone else see this? Yes, yeah, so you, you would all see this. You okay. see Grex staring into the center, unable to move. And you see a head, like a leech. No eyes, a round mouth, teeth that stretch back into a gullet that's easily four or five foot wide with teeth going all the way down its throat. Um, you are officially uh, controlled via oh, the God. dominate creature spell. And we are going to start the next section by rolling initiative. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. If you want to help support the show, uh, leave us a like, a comment, favorite, subscribe, follow, review, whatever it is you can do on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. If you want to help support the show even further, check the link tree in the description. There you can find um, access to our Patreon, to other social media sites um, where we do a lot of cool stuff. Um, and we'll see you next week on Unnatural One, everybody. Until then, take care. Punish me, pool daddy. Oh, what? <laughs> Hey everybody, um, you've reached the end of the show, so I'm going to do things just a tad different today um, before we get to the Patreon shoutouts. Um, I'd like to plug our P.O. box. So if you guys have ever done like fan art or just want to write something to the cast, maybe it's not, maybe it's longer than what you can fit in like a review on Apple or something like that. Or if you want to send us games to play or anything like that, we have played random games on days when people can't make it. If y'all want to hear us do any of that kind of crazy stuff, uh, you guys can send it to P.O. Box 343, Hull, Georgia, 30646. And now the part that you're really here for, those wonderful Patreon shoutouts, all those people who go above and beyond supporting us and hopefully eventually making this better for you guys. Um, we have... Crouching Scruffle, Shoving Dragon. We have Wee Piote. We have The Screams, The Terrible Screams. Architects is mid and The Mandalorian should be canceled. We have Robin Motes. We have Agent Monikiros. Hey Mike, roll better or your ass is going to the Shadow Realm. We have I'm Back. Y'all know you miss me. We have Happy Sad Greetings. We have A Cold of Puffy. And we have Josh Isora's Dungeon Daddy. So if you want to join these group of crazy people who love torturing us and having us read out ridiculous things, um, join our Patreon, $10 tier and up, and you can have your name shouted out too. And as always, thank you guys so, so much. We appreciate you all. Bye.